Many have tried, many have failed, and she is one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Yes, hi, hello, welcome. (laughs) You guys, we just had a false start, but we're here. Uh, The third episode of Fitless. It's your host, Bianca Brady, with the most Bianca Brady. I don't know. I'm trying stuff. Uh, Thank you for listening so far. Um, People are listening, and that's pretty cool. Um, My mom and my auntie Lynn love the show. My cousin Jaina loves the show. So maybe, you know, someday it will be not just family and friends, but also you, a person who doesn't know me. Um, It would be exciting, right? (laughs) It would be exciting. When you you first get your, uh, your first email from some random person you've never met, that's when it gets real. Yeah, and this guy would know from emails because he's the king of tech and he loves the internet and machines. So, finally here with the man behind the pod, join me in welcoming the king of Photoshop, (laughs) (laughs) the king of tech, it's Bill Wadman. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, you've... I re- do, do you remember when this podcast was just a, I just got a text. A, a glimmer in your uh, in Just your, a your twinkle in my little eye. Yeah, I do. And now it's real and people are listening to it. It's exciting. S- some people are. Um, okay, so Bill's here. And so today we did Bill's workout. Yeah. Which is like Bill's uh, gym time. And he goes to the Y. Um, in Brooklyn. So, yeah. Bill, tell yeah. the people what's been like your exercise journey throughout your life. Okay. Um, growing up, I couldn't stand sports. Same. I was made to play soccer and baseball. I remember one time my mother was going away for a week with my father, and I was being watched by my grandmother. And my mother signed me up for soccer camp because she thought that's what I would want to do. And I hated it so much. I can still remember the bellyache that I had, like not wanting to go every day to the point where I kind of talked myself into being sick for three days so that I didn't even go except for like the last day. And I got a trophy even though I never went. (laughs) I still feel bad about it. You Uh, know, I had this similar experience (laughs) where I went to a lot of day camps when I was little in the summer and they were all like, arts based except for one two week session at Worcester Academy Sports Camp. Oh boy. And I just remember being just miserable like yeah. And like on the verge of tears for two weeks. I, I think some people have that that group competitive spirit and yeah. some people just don't. And I think there's two things. One there's the competitive nature of it and then there's also like the team nature of it and that's yeah. something we can talk about a little bit too because right. it kind of comes into what I do. Um so I never played any sports in high school. I never played any sports in college or anything mm-hmm. like that. I never really worked out. Occasionally I would get into a thing where I'd be like I'm going to start running and I'll I'd run for right. whatever, but I was never very good at. It. My father used to run three and a half miles every day, you know, like that's what he used to do. Yeah. But now it's funny when I jog the way he jogged. Like if I go outside and actually run at the speed he ran, he runs at like one mile. He ran so <laughs> slow. He just kind of like, you know, hopped along. Yeah. Um, where when I run outside, I always run too fast. So I ended up owning a treadmill for a while because at least then you can pace yourself. You can set right. it to 6.5 and that's how fast you run. Um, so I think that 
it's interesting for me, workouts are far more personal than they are group. So like even when you did the pure bar and you did the soul right. cycle and all these things, I have absolutely zero interest in any class where somebody's telling me what to do. And right. like that sounds like a personal hell to me. Right. The idea that people pay for that is insane. <laughs> I think for me, like when I was a little kid, I was super anxious, yeah. but nobody really knew it. And I, I still am a very anxious person. Um, but it's hard to tell because I seem so laid back. Yeah. And I just remember like in team sports situations being so nervous for, I don't know why, like m unpredictable movement. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, if I just stay very still, then nothing bad will happen and like everything will calm down Did it work? inside. No, because everybody just thought I was like lazy and didn't want to participate and they thought I was being like a little shit. Right. So then I took on the character of a little shit like right. in my teenage years. Yeah. But really it came from like this turbulent inner yeah. life of like yeah. something's yeah. going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> if they're going to think you're a little shit, you might as well knock some bodies over exactly. with it. Exactly. Yeah. And like I I definitely got a warning in gym in 8th grade and like the, the like what, your like child is yeah like your child is fixing to fail gym if she doesn't try okay and I could have tried a little harder but I had so much to overcome so I get it yeah like being it's taken me this long to like get comfortable enough with like that kind of right. like group thing well you know, I used to live a couple blocks away and I was actually a member of the Y that I go to now. Mm -hmm. the, the Y that myself and the mayor go to. Yes. In fact, the mayor was there when we were there. Yeah, we Walked. went to the Y today and Mayor <clears throat> Bill de Blasio was, was there. We was saw out. him stretching his like yeah. calf. Look forward to that on an upcoming episode <laughs> of Fitless. But the thing is, it's a little billboarding. He's not even the coolest person that we met there. No, that's foreshadowing. So we'll get Foreshadow. to that. So I used to go there and mm -hmm. I had a membership and I never went. Like right. I went a handful of times because they have a pool there and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, for a while I was like swimming a few laps, even though I'm not a great swimmer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a fine swimmer. I'm not a good like lap swimmer. Sure. Um, and then, uh, for years I did nothing and I felt really bad about it. And then, uh, I, I met the woman who is now my wife and she used to go to the gym like every single day and mm -hmm. be really crazy about it. So when she moved in with me, whatever, five, six years ago, uh, she would sort of yell at me and made me start going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. So we started going to the gym and I would run or I'd go on the elliptical and I like hated it. And then one day they brought in a rowing machine. I was like, right. I want to try the rowing machine. Mm -hmm. This was, I don't know, three years ago, three and a half years ago. And, and I instantly kind of said, all right, this is my workout because for a number of reasons, one, it's n low impact, right? Cause you're not right. banging yourself and I have like a bad back and bad knees and stuff. So like there's that. Um, and it's personal, right? It's like you against the machine. It's not you against some other thing. It's like you can quantify it, right? So there's lots of numbers and things, oh, ways yeah. to measure <laughs> And, and, and ways to sort of find your, find the place where, you know, the, the correct amount of strokes per minute, the correct right. amount of like Watts per pole, how far you go, how long you go. Like, these are all things that you can kind of find this envelope of, of, of achievement as it were, right. you know? And so it kind of made sense to me and I, I haven't been obsessed by it, but I've gotten really into it right. and I enjoy doing, I don't enjoy doing it. 
I enjoy I enjoy it sometimes. <laughs> enjoy and I enjoy having it done it exactly yeah. right, like all exercise. Right, although some people get off on the doing it. Yeah, um, we'll get to them later. <laughs> but I, there's also, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. Is there's like this rhythmic nature to it, mm-hmm. which is sort of meditative. If you kind of you if you close your eyes and you're somebody who doesn't get motion sick, because if you close your eyes and are moving around like that, sometimes that actually right. gets a little dizzifying. Um you can kind of zone out and you can kind of get lost in it, which is something that I find I need anyway. Like I should probably do meditation and stuff sure. and I don't. So if I can get it all done in one thing. Yeah. It's also really efficient. You could do that for 10 minutes and that's a hell of a workout. Even right. if you're not doing a whole lot of it. So, so yeah. So, today so you we, guys are hearing some keywords here. Sorry, okay. I'm going Machines, efficiency, numbers, tech. Yeah. And that's the Bill Wadman way. <laughs> But let's let's take a step back and let's okay. learn about the rowing machine. Okay. okay, what do you got? This is from Wikipedia. <laughs> According to Merriam-Webster dictionary, <laughs> a rowing machine is this a great source. Okay, I, I love Wikipedia. I would live on Wikipedia if I could. I like how you call it, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, okay, so the first thing that it says in the history section of the indoor rower wikipedia page i've highlighted it with a pink highlighter it says chabrius shabrius an athenian admiral of the fourth century bc introduced the first rowing machines as supplemental military training devices quote to train inexperienced oarsmen chabrius built wooden rowing frames on shore where beginners could learn technique and timing before they went on board ship. Now, if you look up him on Wikipedia, this fellow, he was really good at being a warrior. Um, In 388 BC, he defeated the Spartans and some other guys and commanded the fleet sent to assist some other guy, the king of Cyprus, against the Persians. All of those other guys have names that I can't pronounce. So this guy knew what he was doing is what you're He talking. knew what he was doing. He was prepared, and he was prepared because of... The rowing machine. The rowing machine. You guessed it. Um, and then early rowing machines are known to have existed from the mid-1800s, a U.S. patent being issued to W.B. Curtis in 1872 for a particular hydraulic-based damper design. Machines using linear pneumatic resistance were common around 1900. One of the most popular was the Narragansett Hydraulic Tower, manufactured in Rhode Island from around 1900 to 1960. However, they did not simulate actual rowing very accurately, nor measure power output. Well, that's what we're getting to, right? It's all about the measurement. Yeah. I wonder what those look like and feel like. We'll have to look it up later. (laughs) Go ahead. Sure will. Um... So basically, it all kind of gotten started around the 70s and the 80s. Um, the concept too. Okay, so also <laughs> Wikipedia says that colloquially, these are known as ergometers. Yeah, ergs. Ergs or ergo. Right. And that's what our friend, who we'll talk about later, called it. Did he? I noticed. I, I missed he said an erg? Yeah, I noticed. That's and cool. I was like, I read about that on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah, this is kind of all about like measuring your quantifying a workout, quantifying a workout. Yeah. And also, there are, this is something that 
totally made me LOL when I was reading it. There are indoor rowing competitions. Oh, yeah. In fact, the so we rowed today mm-hmm. on Concept Two Orgs. So they they are the <laughs> see you're you're giggling just saying it, you're just hearing it, um, which are sort of like the industry standard, as it yeah. were, of of this kind of stuff for competitions and for uh, teams that in the winter time, so they can still row together. In fact, right. if you have eight of those lined up, you can plug them all into each other so that they are like attached and we'll tell you how the whole team does oh, together. I see. So you can actually have them linked up so right. that a team can row and actually show who's screwing up and right. whatever to get the rhythm right. So the thing that's funny to me about the rowing machine yep. um, is that we've taken rowing fully out of the water <laughs> yeah, and, and fully out of this analog state that it was in for hundreds and hundreds of years and put it in the world of machines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look, there's access to water, right? Where am I going to row around here? You I know? don't know. One of the many rivers that we have. Yeah, but rowing in those rivers is inconsistent in the weather and the whole thing. Like, look, I mean, the same <laughs> thing with treadmills and exercise bikes and all the rest of yeah. it, right? Like, So um, how, how many times have you gone rowing in a boat since never. you started the rowing machine? Uh, I've never rowed the way I row. I've kayaked since I've started the rowing machine, mm-hmm. but that's a different motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never actually rowed in a boat like the equivalent of like a skull, I guess they call it, right? right. Is, is what a, like a one man rowing Are you interested in that? I would do it if I had the opportunity, but I'm certainly not thinking, oh, I'm doing all this rowing machine so that someday I can go out on (laughs) a skull. Like it would be neat to try it one day to see how different it is. Right. But for me, it's not about the rowing. It's about the fact that that motion is a good workout and, you know, all those other things. Numbers. Yeah, but see, it's you know, those math and numbers are only to show achievement. It's like the same thing as if you're running outside. It's like how many miles right. did I run? How fast did I run them? Do you think that you'd get the same kind of satisfaction though if, the if machine you, wasn't up there? No, if you rode a boat from one place to another really fast. Yeah, maybe and, and had a stopwatch to like watch how quickly I did it. I guess, or, or if you were just like, wow, I'm here already at this other point yeah. in nature. Uh, probably not. I will tell you <laughs> that even when I run out, I don't like running outside. I'd much prefer running on a treadmill to running wow. outside. Because, well, two things. One, pacing, right? Mm-hmm. Like on a treadmill, you could know how fast you're going and it won't speed up and tire yourself out. And there's also the fact that when you're running outside, unless you're really running fast, things are moving past you so slowly that I feel like I'm standing still and that makes me want to run faster. Right. And so I, I'm terrible at pacing myself. You need to take out like the, the world yeah. and just focus on the action. Right. Right. It's kind of cool. It's just, it's just, just such a different mindset. Right. And we did it today. So, so we get there and yeah. there's, there's Let's a guy on one of the it. rowing machines. Well, first of all, the Y, all Ys smell the same. <laughs> Everywhere. And they smell like the Y. Um, and the people who work there are so sweet and we did like some other stuff, but like just sort of, I don't know, the thing that strikes me about the why and like gyms in general, cause I've been to a gym maybe like three or four times ever. Yeah. And like, there are a lot of people just sitting around. Like not working out? Yeah. Just like sort of. They're maybe in between something, but they've been in between it for a really long time. <laughs> Are these older people, younger people? Doesn't make all any, those people yeah, doesn't make any. And difference. it's like 
That would be me. If I were a gym member, I would be the sitting arounder. Oh, see, I, I want to be in there, do my thing, and get the hell out as quickly yeah. as possible. So we go in, we do some like weird like crunching. Yeah. And some like because um, there are some there are some muscles and some motions and things that the rowing machine right. doesn't really build up. One of the big things is like basically doing push ups, right? Because there's you, there is no part of that motion in rowing, right? So I kind of do that to compensate. Yeah, full um, body. Right. So we did some of that, and then we did some stretching, and there was a guy. There was on, a guy on the rower on one of the rowers, and you will recognize <clears throat> him by his American flag shorts. Yeah, he had American flag shorts on, and I we were sitting stretching, and I commented to Bianca, and I was like, "See, that guy is rowing really nice," because mm-hmm. he was. He was like nice and smooth, and we were waiting for him to finish. And there was, there's two machines there. So I said, well, why don't we go use the other one for a minute while this guy's finishing? And like, I'm sitting on the machine and I'm talking Bianca through some of the like mechanics and the way you think about stuff. And then the guy finishes and we start talking to him. I was like, it's my first time. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, well, welcome to hell or something like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it turns out. I was like, oh, have you rowed for long or you said that? Yeah. And it turns out the guy was an Olympic rower. Yeah. So that's Brooklyn for you, you know? Yeah. The mayor's there and the coolest guy ever. And a, an Mark Olympic, was his name? Mark from the Olympics. Yeah. But he, you know, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize you from TV. <laughs> and he goes, oh, there was no TV back then. Yeah. He was, so he's, he was a middle-aged gentleman. He was so... Sweet though, and he like kind of gave us a mini tutorial. Yeah, on he did. Rowing. Yeah, it was it was really great, and he was super sweet about it. And he had something that I'm totally uh, uh, crushing over. Which oh yeah, was, he had some gear, some tech. Yeah, there's like this little. There's a computer, like not a computer. Well, I guess it's a computer. There's like this little, you know, numbers box that's that's on all these rowing machines. Right. And there's a little cable add-on you can plug in your smartphone into it right. and clip it on the top so that you get even more information and it saves it for later. Yeah. And he had that thing and I was like, <laughs> oh, I want that thing. It's so nerdy. Yeah. Well, he, he seemed like he had the vibe of like, yeah, this is my life. This has been my life for a long time. Like- Almost like he was possessed by the spirit of rowing. Yeah. He's what like, did he say? 30, 40 years? Yeah. He's been rowing? He like, but he didn't seem psyched. He wasn't like. No. He was like, welcome to a new form of torture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he even <laughs> said, look, I've been doing this for 40 years. Yeah. And even after I'm done, it still hurts and it's yeah. hard. Like yeah. this is, it never gets easy. Yeah. And that's kind of part of what I like about it is that there's this element, so there's like there's the rhythmic thing. There's the fact that you're kind of racing yourself. Mm-hmm. There's the fact that the harder you pull, the harder it is to pull. So there's sort of like this self, there's feedback loop. Right. And the fact that it's sort of weights and cardio at the same time. Right. Because you're doing weights continuously. Right. For X amount of minutes or X amount of, uh, of meters, because that's how they measure it. Like how right. far you would have gone in the water if you were, if water existed. <laughs> <laughs> and... He had his little computer, Mark, Mark, the Olympic rower had his little <laughs> computer there and he, he had rode, f- uh, he did 10 K, which is 10,000 meters in about 40 minutes, which bests my best time doing that by like four minutes or something like that. Right. And like, this is a guy who's probably in his late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. Like, you know, this guy was like crushing me 20 years older than me, yeah. you know? Um, and I just, I look at that and I go, you know what? There's nothing about him other than the fact that he's 
his mechanics are better. That's a lot of what it yeah. is. I mean, you even, when you first started, you started pulling, you knew we told you to legs first and then you pull your arms right. and you go this smooth stroke and the mm-hmm. whole thing. But it took you a minute, right? To sort of understand. Oh, yeah. Because I was like trying to do a rowing machine. And then the second I was like, pretend it's a boat. That's when it clicked for me. Yeah. I right? was like, oh, this handle is oars. Yeah. It, this carpet <clears throat> is water. Right. It would almost be easier to, if you were kind of blind and didn't know what the machine was doing <laughs> and you just said, row right. like you were going to yeah. row. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, because. I just think it's it's funny, these like, it means stationary bikes too, to a degree, but like these things that are like simulating a real world experience. I yeah. just think, you know, you can kind of trip out on it, man. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're creating this thing that you could just do in real right. life. And the thing about me is that like, if I don't have somebody telling me what to do or telling me how to do it, like I'm not going to do it. I'm telling just you to do it or how to do it. Like once oh. you, well, okay. So now you know how to do that. Theoretically, if you had right. a membership, you could go do that every day, but, but you would choose I not would to without there, somebody telling well, you. Well, the thing is I would sit there for maybe 10 minutes and then I would leave and I would say to myself, who's going to know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just the gym thing of like self-motivating. Yeah. I, I think I would, that would be what I would have to work on the most. Well, you know what's strange about it? So I, I mentioned that I have this like bad disc in my back. Mm -hmm. Since I used to have these times when my back would go out. Sure. Scare quotes around that. Right. And there would be days where I could barely walk and I was hobbled over and, and all the rest of it. And like that happens to me sometimes now, but not nearly as much. Right. Because I work out so much. And I think part of it is sort of the stretching motion of just doing that. Right. And also the muscles and whatever. And in general, I get migraines sometimes. Like my headaches have gone down a lot since I've started working out. So for me, it's not just I should do this because then I'll be healthier. Right. It's if I do this, I won't get headaches and my back won't go yeah, out. Yeah, you'll feel better. It's sort of medicine right. preventative Definitely. thing. Um so, yeah, I mean, most of the time I'll go five, maybe six times a week. And if I don't, I get mad at myself. Yeah. You know, like if I'm sick, if I get like some like stomach flu or something right. like that for three days and I don't go, I'm just like, oh, my God, I missed three days. I can't <laughs> believe I missed three days. Um, yeah, but so, OK, so when you go to the, the other thing is the 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 money part of it, right? Like those right. those classes you've done in the last two episodes, how much do those cost a piece? Thirty five. Thirty five dollars a piece. Right. Them, yeah. I think Conrad and I spend $120 for both of us per month. Wow. So for $60, the cost of two classes, you could do that stuff as much as you want. Yeah, I so mean, th- definitely makes more financial sense. <laughs> right? And I, but I guess that comes down to the kind of person you are if you need if you need the motivation of somebody yeah. telling But see, but isn't there motivation in just going to the class in the first place? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to get to a class, I think. But once you I get to, to the class, I had to start a podcast. Then you feel but then you, <laughs> then you feel like you've spent $35 so you might as well do what they're telling you to do? No, I sometimes am lazy in the class, too. Okay. But I think it's easier for me because it's like a specific amount of time. I'm like I know it's going to be over in this much time. And like, if I leave early, I'll feel awkward and it will be shameful because everyone will see. Yeah. yeah. But when you're at the gym, you have no, you're not, you know, accountable to anyone but yourself. Right. And that's why, you know, 
times I've tried to start running or do anything like that or like ride my bike and stuff, which is fun. Like I, I always enjoy it when I'm doing it, but just the thinking around getting out there, sure. getting to the gym, doing it, like actually testing yourself. Yep. It's like absolutely like pulling teeth for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the the other thing people say is they they pull. They pull. I went and I pulled yeah. at the Y with yeah. Mark and Bill de Blasio. <laughs> That's what I did today. So is there no element of it, though, that where if you had done it, let's say you rode for 10 minutes and you rode, I don't know, 2,000 meters or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that you would say, I could do that better next time. Like there's no element of that in your head? For me, not really. Okay. No, I okay. don't. I don't feel competitive with myself in that way. It's something that I'm trying to uh, grow. So, are you competitive at all? Um, no, not okay. really. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting to me though that, that I'm not competitive with other people. Just with yourself, right? Like I'm competitive. It's funny because when uh, I was talking to you, giving you the little primer. Yeah. I mentioned that, like, you know, there are guys who wrote this many strokes per minute, like, on the forums. And you right. say, oh, on, on the forums, <laughs> you say. <laughs> yeah, Bill's on a bunch of pulling forums. Well, see, this thing, I'm not on them. <laughs> like, I have no account, but Concept2 has forums. And so when I first started doing this, I never took any classes. I didn't – I watched a couple of videos. I figured out a lot of stuff. And then for me, my thing is that when I come up with a new subject – I, I'm I'm a sponge. I want to know right. everything I can know about it. So I'll just go, how fast should I be going in 20 right. minutes? And you go look at some people's times or distances just to try to figure out whether you're within some sort of right. gray area or if you're doing it half the speed of other people. And you go, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Right. Which is why even watching that Mark guy, so he did you know 10K in 40 minutes. It's like, okay, that's faster than me, but like that's within 20% of where I'm at. So right. I'm not that far off but where I should be. But here's the thing. So my my aunt Meg, who's like a big fitness person, she's amazing. So she posted on Facebook or there was a picture of her on a rowing machine this the other day. And I was like, oh man, I'm doing that for the pod. And she, she I think she was in a rowing machine class. Oh, they have them. Yeah. There's like, is that something that you would ever do? Cause what I'm trying to get to is like, you are so into like, um, you know, besting yourself or improving in this way, but like, are you interested in outside coaching or do you just want to DIY it? There are sort of basically soul cycle classes with rowers as opposed to cycles. Um, I would try that. I should do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look into it. Yeah. Um, I would expect that I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't like being told what to do. I hate that. <laughs> right. So I would be interested in if, if Mark was there and, and you know, like, let's say you weren't there. I was sitting next to Mark and I was rowing with him for a while and we got talking afterwards. Yeah. And I said, Hey, would you mind one day just spending five minutes with me? Like telling me what's wrong with my stroke? Right. Like, Oh, you're doing this. You're pulling too hard here. You're doing whatever. Cause if that gives me 5% improvement or whatever yeah. it is, like, I feel like I'm at the level doing it where I'm doing it Right. And I'm working hard, but I need to work smarter. Yes. And and that all, especially with rowing, as you were saying with running, where people who are really into running, you go to someplace and somebody talks about your stride and tells yeah. you what you're doing wrong. Yeah. There's the same kind of thing where people tell you what you're doing wrong in your stroke. Right. And I feel like that I'd be interested in. Right. Like a clinic. Right. Like a one-on-one with somebody right. who really knows what they're doing. In fact, I actually sent some emails to a friend of mine 
who is into rowing, if she knew anybody who, say, rows crew for NYU or Columbia, who would just, some college kid yeah. I can get 50 bucks to to come hang out with me for an yeah. hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who can go, oh, yeah, you're doing this, you're doing that wrong. Yeah. You should, you, maybe even you should do some of these exercises on the machine to get these muscles bigger. Right. Because that will make your rowing better or whatever. Um, that interests me, but only doing like one or two classes. I'm not interested in a weekly thing. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's all about you. It's all about yeah. your it's about journey. My, it's about my time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, here's an anecdote. Okay. You want to hear an anecdote? anecdote? Sure. So um, there's a lake in Worcester where I'm from in Massachusetts called Lake Quinsigamond. Quinsigamond? Quinsigamond. Quinsigamond. Everybody just calls it Quinsig. Quinsig, okay. Quinsig. Um, and it's like a really long, skinny lake. Perfect for rowing. So they have a lot of races there. Yep. Now, there's a sandwich shop on the same street across from the lake, and it's called Regatta Deli. Okay. Their signature sandwich is like an Italian club called the Regatta. Okay. Now, I thought that a regatta was a sandwich until I was maybe 17 years old. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's, well, it is, technically. It is, but it's I not was original. somebody was talking about doing a regatta. And you were like, you're doing a sandwich? Like, Hold on. That's kinky. It's <laughs> like, I got to go back to the lab and figure out where <laughs> I went wrong here. It's like, What? So shout out to Worcester, the Dirty Woo. Shout out to Regatta Deli. It's a great sandwich. Um, you have anything else in your notes that we haven't talked about? Oh, my notes. Um, I have mayor. I have why employee. Oh, the why. I didn't look this up. What's the deal with the song, the YMCA? Uh, I do believe, well, there most YMCAs, at least in New York, a lot of the older ones actually have places you can stay. Like, like a little Like shelter? rental rooms kind of. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. I think it's like a step up from a shelter, more like rooms to rent, mm -hmm. cheap rooms to rent. And I think that there was a, the idea was that there was a time at which a lot of gay men in New York Were who came into New York. chilling out in there. Yeah. And it was fun to stay there. Exactly. Okay. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So what do you think is... Um, By the way, I will say that I oh. used to be a member of the Armory Y, which is also in our neighborhood, Yeah, which is sort of affiliated with that one. And the reason why I switched to this one about a month and a half ago is that they the old one had gotten rid of their Concept 2 and got this other crappy rower. You got to have a Concept 2. Right? If you're going to do it, you need to have a Concept 2. You need two. to have the right uh, machine. <laughs> and uh, But th that one does not smell like a Y. Just wanted it to say. Does it doesn't? No. Does no. it smell like an armory? No, yeah, it's actually very <laughs> nice. It smells sort of like floor wax, that one. It's really cool building. That is a beautiful Google building, image yeah. search it yeah, if the, you've never the, seen yeah. it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's the YMCA. Um, that's all I have on my notes. Is there okay. anything else you wanted to what, say? What, what did you think? Did you enjoy that or not enjoy oh. it? Oh. Was it harder or easier than you thought? It was easy. Okay. But I guess I wasn't trying. That's the thing. Like I don't, I don't know how to try hard. I think like yeah. there's something. There were wrong. a number of times when I was telling you like you need to push harder with your legs, and you would for a second, and then you'd be like, "Why am I pushing so hard with my legs?" <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's wrong. Like people are like, "Go do it, drive," yeah, yeah. and I'm like, Ugh. I, I, I have a really hard time mentally, like working harder than it takes to do something. Like if I have to lift something really heavy to yeah. put it on a high shelf, 
I can work really hard to do that because like the goal is very simple. And you need to work that hard in order to do it. Exactly. But push yourself as a concept is very hard for me. Well, it's interesting. Like, uh, but it was fun. I love talking to Mark. Yeah. I would like to be in a boat with him at some point. Let him row the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) A gondola. When we, we, when we did the weights beforehand and we did some of the sort of bench pressy kind of thing and I, you did like five reps of 40 pounds or whatever it is. Yeah. And you found that difficult. Yeah. Is that kind of goal okay? Because it's like, this is hard for me to do one of these things, so I have to push really hard, so there's no way to not do it Right. Hard. I guess I just wouldn't ever fixate on it. Okay. You know, yeah. in enough. the same way. Yeah. It is definitely one of those exercises where you you can't be lazy about it. Right. You know, you, you have to so, pull hard in order to make it work. Not the right thing for me. <laughs> not Maybe not the right thing for <laughs> but you. But it was fun. Yeah. And actually in college, I did a class... Um, called Lang on the Hudson, okay. where we built a boat, a historic boat of New York Harbor called the Whitehall Gig. Okay. But when the weather was nice enough, we would not build the boat, but we would row this type of boat in the Hudson River. And it was so fun. And we did like the whole East River one time, but it's like a four-person rowboat and you just have one oar. And our teacher, shout out to Rob Buchanan, because he's really into rowing, if you're listening. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Um, And it was so fun to, like, be on the water in New York City. Yeah. Because it's, like, just a totally different perspective. It's so peaceful. Yeah. We rode up to the Statue of Liberty. Giant city right next to you. And And sometimes he knew that we were all like chillers in this class. So he would just kind of paddle us around and let us like lie around in the boat. Do you ever feel weird in a little boat in the middle of, say, New York Harbor? It's a big harbor. We almost got hit by a water taxi once. Slash, we didn't almost get hit, but it felt like we might. It was scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, rowing is cool. Boats are cool. Water is yeah. cool. The rowing machine, huh, I don't know. Okay, Maybe. fair enough. Yeah. I but like, you see why I like it. Oh, yeah. It's like literally I could not picture. <laughs> you couldn't design a better thing <laughs> yeah. for me to be into. <laughs> like I feel like in um, the 4th century BC, yeah. Chabrius, the Athenian admiral, had you in mind. Yeah, I, th- I think he- it would have been me had I been born 10 years before Chabrius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, then like this boat stuff and war is all well and good, but like let's practice yeah. this. <laughs> let's quantify on the this. shore. Do you guys like numbers? <laughs> Have you heard of Euclid? He's doing cool stuff. Um, yeah. So, that's it. okay. Any final thoughts on the rowing machine before uh, we get to our next segment? No, I think we're good. I think I'm 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 satisfied. All right. So, classic segment. You know it, you love it. Does this count as exercise? What do you got? Bill, swimming, but you're a fish. (laughs) (laughs) No, that does not count as exercise. You don't think so? I don't count just walking around in your normal day life as exercise to me. Like, unless you're really pushing yourself and walking fast. Like, you're just kind of like, oh, I'm going to dawdle up to the diner and get some breakfast. Like, that's not exercise. What that's is just it? being alive. <laughs> that's, that's like saying is breathing exercise. Like technically so you're moving. swimming to a fish is just walking around yes. getting some breakfast. Exactly. In fact, to a fish, you could argue that's just breathing because they got to move forward to get their gills going a lot of times. Well, what about if it's being chased by a predator? 
Uh, all right, that might be exercise. But maybe they can have like fake robotic fish that just chase fish around so that it becomes exercise. So that the fish gets strapped. Right, so then quantify it. <laughs> what do you think of fish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, robotic fish. Yeah. Let's get on that. Let's develop I, 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 this. I think there's a patent in waiting. I think there are some weak fish <clears throat> yeah. in the ocean that could use some, yeah. some stuff. Yeah, a little, little uh, push. I don't know. I'm just trying to picture like a buff fish. Yeah, I don't. I think buff fish are just that way genetically. Yeah, or they're being fed stuff to make them fat. It's true. So you know, Bianca, I will them. say though that the one thing that rowing would do for you if you did it all the time. Yeah is that it sort of equalizes your two sides because you kind of got to pull from both sides yeah, at once. Yeah, this left arm is a weak-ass <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Did you notice even when you were doing like the bench pressy thing that, or even when you were up on the, I also put yeah. you up on the sort of planking leg lift thing, that yeah. your left side was weaker even holding yourself up? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like very noticeable. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That that is the other nice thing about it is that you kind of it's very uh, uh equal right down the middle, you know, it's yeah. like a symmetrical workout. So Yeah, I actually noticed myself pulling more with my right arm than my left arm. Yeah, you have to consciously kind of machine. think about it, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, well, I guess, you know, that's kind of it. Okay. Um I want to do a couple housekeeping notes <clears throat> at the end here. Go ahead, I'll, I I um, won't interrupt. You can because you you are you're part of I'm the a housekeeper. show. <laughs> um, so iTunes um, subscribe mm -hmm. to the podcast, which maybe you have because you're listening to it. Rate it on the little iTunes thingy. Yep. You can do it right from your phone and write a review because the algorithms are hungry and they need to crunch numbers. They Isn't need to that be fed. Right? That's true. Yeah. The, the more reviews and, and, and likes and stuff and stars you get, uh, the more likely you are to get highlighted, the more listeners, et cetera. We want to get highlighted. And yep. then... You want to be new and noteworthy. Yeah. And then Steve Jobs' ghost comes and tells me I did a good job. He'd probably be a jerk about it, though, because he was kind of a jerk. What kind of exercise do you think he would do? I think he just walked around and yelled at people for exercise. <laughs> he was like, design, design. Like, this is crap. <laughs> Who are you? Throw Why do you even out. wake up in the morning? Make it white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you, Steve. Yeah. Thank you, Bill, for being on the show. And thank you for making the show possible. Thank you, Bianca. This was fun. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>